This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. And then the smoke just started getting more thick and saw it creep up over old, old bar over here and told the wife it was just time to go. That's a witness to the Wooldridge fire guy lives in Wooldridge chatting with KOMU Channel 8. What he saw in the quickness with which it came down. Another witness on the scene in the Wooldridge fire unit about... Uh, about 30 minutes northwest of Jefferson City, tiny little town uh, on the west side of the Missouri River, 250 people. I think there's a post office there, but otherwise, it's a typical mid-Missouri town with 250 people. Um, Close-knit community and a lot of folks just standing by watching with a quickness. 11 different structures coming down during that fire over the weekend. And all of this unfolding right in the midst of the homecoming game. John uh, Marsh and I were uh, hanging out. And actually, Stephanie Bell was hanging out in our Tiger tailgate, too. As the game was getting going, we started getting some text messages from producer Hannah saying, hey, there's a fire, there's a situation, and apparently it's... Uh, its scope and size is pretty massive. Firefighters from all across the state, 30 different agents, and not just like local agents, like Jefferson County, Missouri, was responding. And the smoke was significant enough you could see it from Columbia, and it actually closed I-70 for a while. The pictures Crazy. were just horrific. Uh, if you want to help... Red Cross, they're doing some stuff. You can call Red Cross, 800-733-2767, redcross.org, uh, www.redcross.org. There's also a text option. If We'll double-check with the folks in Boonville because I'm sure some of the charities in Boonville will stand up because that's where some of the people are going to stay who were displaced by the fire. But I'll bet money that they'll, they'll have some uh, donation portals and all that set up very shortly. And we're going to get an update coming up in about an hour, John and uh, Brandon, from uh, State Representative Tim Taylor of Speed, who was on scene. He represents Wooldridge in the Missouri House. He was in the area all day Saturday and texted us some photos, which were very helpful and gave us very good information uh, on that. So that now the the plan right now for the Red Cross, because I did talk to Sharon Watson yesterday, is that shelter, which has assisted about nine families, the plan is right now to close that shelter at 10 o'clock this morning. Now, that is unless other people come forward. I take it those families have gotten other, they're maybe going in with some other family members, et cetera. They assisted a total of nine. That was as of yesterday afternoon. They may have had a few more come in, but the plan right now is to close the shelter uh, at 10 o'clock this morning, but we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, maybe the biggest piece of uh, advice from, uh, you heard from Don Luzader in, in a couple of our newscasts and John as well, do not burn right now. Do not burn. And thankfully, we're supposed to get some rain about noon because it's badly needed. Yeah. Anytime you get uh, the wind, low humidity, things like that. So what was, are they saying for sure? Because I've heard talk. I saw in one of the local news outlets accounts and saw, you know, chatter on the Facebook that it may have been, it was like a John Deere tractor. Apparently bearings caught on fire, went out, something like that. John? We were hearing that it was a combine. I think it was a okay. JD because we had an aerial shot of it from Stephen McBee that was a, a big green combine, and that would be a JD. But, you know, they, that was what we heard from some of the firefighters on scene. So thank goodness it seems like um, everybody was going to be okay. Some structures are lost. We're going to keep you posted yeah. with what's uh, happening there this morning. And all this coming about as Mizzou is winning their homecoming game on Saturday. And I wanted to mention this really quick. Stephanie and I have the opportunity. And we want to thank you for coming up and saying hello during the parade. We met a lot of cool people Saturday morning while we were emceeing the homecoming parade. It was awesome. We got to wish some folks a happy birthday and happy anniversary. We met, you know, husbands and wives. Uh, friends from Kansas City came over and said, hey, you know, I've been away from Columbia for 10 years, but I still tune in every morning. 
um, really wonderful to hear uh, people's stories. So we met this, and I'm bringing this up because this is a question we get fairly often, and then I'll move forward. We won't devote a whole lot of time to it. Um, but, you know, we'll wake up mid-Missouri has evolved over the past seven years. We've been through some things and do things. And this, we still get this question. What happened to the old jingle? <laughs> <laughs> and we had these two. How old were these uh, girls? Uh, Rory and Colin, I think. Yeah, I think they were, were they first, fourth and first grade? They were similar to my kids' ages. Yeah. Or maybe kindergarten. Like five, seven yeah. years old, something like that. And they come up and they wanted to know what happened to the jingle. I said, you guys don't use the jingle anymore. And this jingle, best we tell, this was <laughs> this was a love or hate relationship uh, with this jingle. This is the most divisive thing we've ever done on the show. John, we can sit here and talk politics, whether Trump will run again in 2024 or not. And you'll get folks that are very, you know, they have very strong feelings on both sides of that issue. The only thing that might be more, uh, that might be, might spark more controversy mm -hmm. than that is this old song. Wake up, the lobby Everybody thought for years that it was... Uh, it's kind of the anthem of summer to use the Democratic <laughs> Senate candidates like. It's pretty much Valentine's. It's, yeah. it's the anthem of the summer. So these two young girls, I don't know, maybe five and seven, come up with their mom and dad and said, hey, we really missed the song. And not like just miss, but like they'd lost a teddy bear or something. Mm. There was that sense of comfort. Uh, and they were able to sing a little bit of it for us. Wake up, Columbia. It's time to start your day. And that's all. <laughs> that's all. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. John Marsh, Brian Houseworth, producer Hannah Stephanie Pell. I am Brandon Rather. Thank you for being here at the parade. Uh, Trudy Bush Valentine. Uh, and we had, it was a one-way conversation because I was emceeing. <laughs> so it was a one-way conversation. We talked Thanks about... Thanks to staff. <laughs> yeah, thank you, staff. See, and Hannah even says, she says before you all go and do this parade... Uh, let's not create any more memories this year. Yeah, we had a big, long conversation on the show Friday about how you needed to be on your best behavior because you had a speckled past with Mizzou homecoming. And then you almost pulled a stunt again. What the heck? Well, I'm glad Stephanie. Uh, Me glad too. Two of us. But St Trudy Bush Valentine's coming out and she's walking. She got her camper and stuff. And uh, and I'm like, hey, because we've reached out to her like three times, at least twice, I think three times. And so I started. So I said, Steph, I, since we've got her here while she's walking down Broadway in front of 40,000 people, maybe I should say, hey, you know, we've reached out. We can't get in with you. Stephanie said that would not be a good idea. I'm glad I followed her, her advice. You're going to have to start wearing a shock collar in public. Oh. Hey, Stephanie, how about... A, oh, okay, never mind. We <laughs> filtered the comment, and I think what resulted was, hey, Trudy Bush Valentine, open invitation. Anytime you want to come on Wake Up Columbia. Or, or, oops, uh -oh. wake up. Sorry, I just Pizza. heard the jingle. Uh -oh. Pizza. Uh, so... We talked about this last Friday on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. <laughs> uh, well, some of the audio. Billy Bush uh, interviewed about his sister, Trudy Bush Valentine. She is the Democrat candidate for the U.S. Senate seat, very likely, that will be won by, in my opinion, our Attorney General, Eric Schmidt. Billy Bush being interviewed. Trudy Bush Valentine's his sister. Uh, what does he think about his sister? I'm very, very concerned with what's going on and with the uh, administration that Biden is running. And um, so I really want to see 
Eric Schmidt win the Senate race here in Missouri. If the Senate is won here in Missouri by a Democrat like my sister, her votes are going to go for the Biden administration. He's exactly right. That's why even wow. you might like these people. Uh, we just can't have... Uh, there's enough there in D.C. Uh, and we pointed out on Friday that Billy, I met Billy when he put out that crafty beer that he had for a while, mm-hmm. that he is definitely the black sheep of the family, and he and Trudy are not on closest terms. Can, can you imagine running for something, Brandon, and your sister getting on and saying... Well, I'm thinking about you running for board, uh, board of aldermen in Ashland. It'd be like if... One of your kids, the seven years olds, out with signs on the street corner. <laughs> Vote Wasn't no. it Herschel Walker's son going yeah, crazy on yeah, Twitter saying go. a bunch of stuff? So yeah. that's that's kind of harsh. But at the same time, don't they have bad blood? Wasn't there like a big family fight over like over the over money? Over the $52 billion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I in, think they have some bad blood from the past. In that, that family, they've had, yeah, and, and Billy has been outspoken on other issues as well. There, there's no doubt about it. I did hear um, yesterday from a listener, very Republican. Republican listener um, who drove several times in the past week between Sedalia and uh, Jefferson City. So Pettis, Montauk, Cole County, heavily Republican area, deep, deep red. This person says all the signs he saw in those areas, Trudy Bush Valentine. Yes. And I have heard that. I have heard that from other Hannah's. This is these are all. And a, another person told me uh, Shannon County, heavily Republican, Trudy Bush Valentine. So she is quietly. You know, we can say what we we, and I I think she should come on Wake Up Mid Missouri because I know we have Democratic listeners. Of course, that's going to be her call. But we do know that she does have some support in rural Missouri. Eric Schmidt's campaign should be a little bit concerned about that because clearly what she's trying to do is get put a, a dent in his rural numbers. She'll she'll I'm sure do okay in this very well in the two cities. But if she does puts a dent. It could be it could be competitive. I don't know, but those the, this person said every single sign um, in very very red areas was uh, was Bush Valentine. And as political consultants will be quick to tell you, signs don't vote, but. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I would be surprised to see that in rural Missouri. Yeah, I, think- I, I, it's just in those are deep. Those areas haven't voted Democratic in years. They, then I know they're just signs. They, they don't vote, but it's still interesting. So here's what, because we get this all the time. We have listeners come up and say, hey, we like listen in the show. We might say what for and say because you all tell me how to vote. Well, we don't tell you how to vote. We provide the information and let you know things that, like, I'd be voting for Eric Schmidt, Scott Fitzpatrick, Blaine Lukemeyer, Mark Alford, Cherie Rice, John Martin, Jim Musgraves, Connie Leppard, Dustin Stanton, Jason Gibbs, Gibson, Shimon Jones, Sam Bushman, Dave Griffith. <laughs> Did I get them all? Travis Fitzwater. Travis Fitzwater. Well, if you look at the polling in Schmidt and Valentine from what was it last month that they did the... What was it, the Emerson College, the L1? And it was like 49 for Schmidt to 30-something for Trudy Bush Valentine. So I'm not so sure that she's got any real inside track. She may just have a lot of money to put up a whole lot of signs. And one of the things I've noticed this year, and I don't know if it's different than any other years. I guess maybe it's just grabbing my attention more so this election cycle. But fewer and fewer candidates, it seems like, putting their party affiliation on signs. Hmm. Maybe it's just casual observation. And I don't know. And I haven't seen Trudy. I've seen her signs, but I haven't paid attention to whether they have the letter D on them. But I'm wondering if because people and maybe Trudy Bush's thing is I just put a bunch of signs out there. And if people are only paying 
casual attention to politics. They see Trudy Bush Valentine. Oh, yeah, I recognize that name. I want to vote for that. And it seems, it seems, I don't have facts to back this up, but it seems like fewer and fewer candidates are putting R's and D's party affiliation on their signs. Are you sure it's not just age? Are you sure you just can't see <laughs> the R and the D on the sign? <laughs> Maybe it's on there. <laughs> By the way, uh, the Republican Party of Missouri, they've kind of issued their guidance on Amendment 3. What did they say? I think well, maybe we'll do that coming up 735. Meanwhile, we are getting ready for What's Hot with Hannah. What do you have for us today, Hannah? You know, it's a general rule of thumb. I don't like to cover things in What's Hot with Hannah that involves someone dying. However. But. <laughs> but. But. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. It's 725. Time for What's Hot with Hannah. It's one of my golden rules of the show. Not to cover stories that involve someone dying for What's Hot with Hannah, because it's a bummer. There is a great moment. I should send you the clip. I think you'd appreciate this, and I appreciate where your head's at on this. Uh, years ago, uh, I guess it would have been, I don't know, 96, 97. It was 96. Uh, Howard Stern goes on to the David Letterman show. First thing Howard Stern says, hey, man, how come you're not telling any jokes about the, uh, the O.J. Simpson trial? And David Letterman just... Plain voice, stone cold, not seeking a reaction, says, I just don't find a lot of humor in uh, double homicides. Yeah, yeah. Took care of that real quick. But Hannah's got a different take. <laughs> uh, yes. So this. <laughs> Hannah says, to heck with this. this yeah, I found something funny. I got something funny. Yeah, this story does involve a death. Um, in fact, the whole story revolves around a person dying. But it, it's lighthearted, I promise. So, a young lady by the name of Jody Perryman had cancer. Okay, she's 81 years old. She knew that her time was coming to an end. And she decided to make what I would essentially call party favors for her own funeral. Good. Okay. So, she didn't tell anybody, I guess, that she was going to do this. So, her granddaughter shows up to the funeral really sad to say goodbye to grandma and she gets handed this handcrafted party favor and on the front it just says from jody there's a little flower glued next to it you open the card and it is a picture of jody with two middle fingers in the air <laughs> uh, a tongue sticking out and below it is a ouija board and it says, let's keep in touch. <laughs> <laughs> and every person at this funeral got one of these. <laughs> nice. So I just, I think that's, what a great sense of humor. You know, let's yep. keep in touch. Yeah. Uh, and I know, because some people, they get real touchy about death. But that, you know, um, people die. And somebody to have a sense of humor. Because who, and, and I like what she did. Because how do you want to remember? Do you want the last time maybe that you ever really thought or saw that person open casket funeral and sad and everybody crying or a card from grandma where she's given the you know two salutes to you <laughs> i want my last memory to be of some i want it to be a, a laughing memory and i know people don't always agree with me on that but it reminds me of a story that i covered like a couple years ago and this guy had pre-recorded his voice saying hey let me out of here <laughs> Oh, yeah. no. Do you remember that one? <laughs> yeah. And so as they're lowering his casket into the ground at the cemetery, 
it just you start hearing his voice saying, "Hey, let me out of here." <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. It's very in line with that. Like, what great senses of humor? I could see John Marsh. Like, if John Marsh came to my funeral, this is the kind of sense of humor that John Marsh has. Like, he'd be standing over my casket with his hands in his pocket, going. Yeah, it's SOB Brandon owed me 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> no more free lunches at Oscars from Rather. That's what I could see you doing at my funeral. I love You'd these. probably be late to your own funeral, Brandon. <laughs> I love these What's Hot with Hannah stories. We do it this morning. Uh, we do it every morning right about this time, 725-ish. Kind of some uh, some fun things. Uh, 874-9390. There is an event tonight. Connie Leopard, Jason Gibson, Dustin Stant, Shimon Jones, you must. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. At least bit surprised to learn that all four of them habitually smoke marijuana cigarettes. Reefers. These high school boys and girls are having a hop at the local soda fountain. Innocently, they dance. Innocent of a new and deadly menace lurking behind closed doors. Marijuana, the burning weed with its roots in hell. Uh, nobody laughs harder at that stuff than Marsh and I because that's an actual movie we had to watch in the eighth grade when we were in grade school. Reefer Madness. Reefer, it's the devil's weed. It'll kill you. Uh, you know what's funny? And I hate playing that, but I enjoy playing it because I think it's funny. Uh, but I hate playing it because I think it lends some credence. There's some people, I thought we were well beyond the moral argument on legalized recreational weed. I thought, like, that wasn't even a thing anymore. But there's still some people trying to dip back into that when it comes to Amendment 3. Well, you know, it's weed. You shouldn't. Pa- I thought we were past that. I don't think anyone's making that argument, are they? Most people are just saying, well, we want legalized weed, just not like Lawsuit that. from the Council for Drug-Free Youth certainly made that argument. But yeah. that was more directed at keeping it away from kids. Yeah, uh, but but I just thought, because it used to be the conversation was the moral issue, should we be, li- besides all the other stuff, for example, in Amendment 3, uh, you know, it used to be this moral, well, it's it's a drug and it's addictive, which, by the way, it is not physically addictive. It is not physically addictive. Uh, so d- that's BS when people tell you that. It is not physically addictive. Uh, anyhow, and I don't use this stuff, and I don't, I don't really care, but... It seems like there's a lot of folks. Matter of fact, I was speaking with Congressman, uh, Congresswoman Hartzler Wednesday at the airport, the big grand opening for the airport, and she's doing an event. Uh, and it wasn't so much, as, as I recall, uh, it wasn't so much about Amendment 3 as much as it. she's doing this event. It's going to be about marijuana uh, in general. I would say, too, as, as it relates to Amendment 3, probably the most common question we get here at the radio station here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri is so how are you voting on three how are you voting on three and if you rely on the guidance uh, guidance of other politicians or parties as a whole to tell you how to vote well here's your guidance from the republican party missouri republican party and by the way i'm getting closer to where i am uh on three um uh, because i'm just like make it leave whatever is there enough other stuff there? I don't know. Fascinating conversation a couple of weeks ago. Jennifer Bukowski, who was filling in on the Gary Nolan show, spoke with Dan Beats and Ethan Thampy, both proponents of recreational marijuana, but one of them is against this because of the other stuff in it. And so I had conversations with these guys, and here's the thing I asked them, Steph. I said, when Dan was in here with Jennifer Bukowski on the Gary Nolan show, I said, Dan, why should I vote this? No partisan BS, just why? 
And right away, he goes into the partisan BS. Come on, Dan. Just t-. And I did the same thing to Epen. And right away, he's, well, that's a... So I couldn't get a straight answer from uh, from these guys. But the Missouri Republican Party's executive committee says the recommendations from the executive committee urges Missouri voters to vote against Amendment 3, citing that the amendment is opposed by law enforcement organizations, drug counselors, medical community. So there it seems more like they're getting into the moral and philosophical argument of marijuana that I thought most people were passed. Well, most people were past it because they made that argument against medical and it passed overwhelmingly. Yeah. So. You know, I don't know, you know, where ultimately where it's going to turn out. But I would say that argument's been made in the past. Yeah. Uh, traffic, let's see, mental health problems, traffic deaths. Legalizing, the Republican Party goes on to write, legalizing marijuana through the Constitution would make it nearly impossible for local governments to change any aspect of the law. And no industry has ever been given a constitutional right to sell their product in the state of Missouri. So that's your guidance. That's what the Republican Party is encouraging you to do or telling you uh to but do. you're you're coming closer to where you think you might be no i just <laughs> said that actually now that I, <laughs> as i think about it some more because all i just it should there's it's, a lot of people in the same boat though it's not just brandon yeah well it just it should be it should be legal it's just not that big of a deal it should be legal and that's my take it just should be legal and again, somebody who doesn't use it, but then I'm like, well, if we're going to make it legal, should we do it right? And ultimately, what's not right about this? And ultimately, how much do I really care? I mean, I'm not trying to get my hands on weed. Uh, and if I did, I'd go to a van down by the river and get my medical license. For, <laughs> oh, oh, you could do it. Like yeah. when we first, the, you these vans were popping up in strip malls all across mid-Missouri, man. It was just a van in a strip mall. And you'd climb in. I don't even think you had to get all the way into the van. you just going, yeah, my back hurts. Can I get some weed? Well, I'll, I'm exaggerating probably a little bit. But from what my understanding is, it was fairly. From what your friend told you. <laughs> it was fairly, uh, it was fairly uh, easy to do, too. Uh, welcome to the show. Glad that you could be here. I heard, by the way, I heard that you gave a knock, knock him down, drag him out, dead kind of speech uh, at Truman. <laughs> I this did. Past I got, Feel Good Friday. I got to go back uh, last Thursday and talk uh, to some of their students uh, who are studying entrepreneurship about uh, entrepreneurship in celebration of Women Entrepreneurship Week. So very cool. I had some bits and pieces of advice. Yeah, and what it, what was top two or three pieces of advice? Well, um, that I actually that anybody, <laughs> by the way, I think it's beneficial to anybody. There were a lot of males in the talk as well, uh, so a lot of guy students showed up too. But yeah, no, the um, university president did my introduction and actually quoted me from some stuff I had said in the past from Truman, <laughs> which was crazy because she had like pulled old News Tribune oh, articles. Wow. Um, and she said something, uh, or, and I said, you know, Truman taught me to uh, never stop investing in yourself. Mm. Um, and I like, you know, I think that's important. That is a great piece uh, of info in there. Cause somebody said that you had said that. I'm like, yeah, never stop investing in yourself. And so, like, for you, what does that mean when we say never stop investing in yourself? Does it mean I'm going, I'm going to Dillard's? Every Saturday, <laughs> getting me some new threads. No, I mean, you know that I'm out of town a lot, mm -hmm. but typically I'm at like a work conference, you know, meeting with other people in my industry, trying to learn the latest, staying up to date on just the latest topics. Um, and so I think, you know, lifelong learning is something that, you know, is really important. 
And I like that because when you hear something like that, it's like, oh, yeah, that's a good reminder. I do want to continuously learn new stuff. I want to, you know, like I want to learn how to properly use the word continuously. I want to, you know, we're always learning. Yeah. And two of my other pieces of advice, I think, were uh, targeted at uh, Gen Z uh, stereotypes. Um, but oh boy! <laughs> but one was, you know, you have to get serious about your personal finances early on if you if entrepreneurship is your goal. Um, and for me, I had a lot of student loans I had to pay back for the first, you know, a long time. Um, so entrepreneurship was kind of off the table because you know if you want to quit your nine to five and you have a whole bunch of debt and no uh, no savings, uh, it's really not a not a not something you can thoughtfully do and do well. Um, and so I told them do better than I did and get on top of that stuff early on. And then also, I think a piece of advice I've seen lately, and I see a lot of resumes in these Gen Zers, they just jump from job to job. They'll do a job for two years and they're like, well, if I'm not getting promoted, even though I'm quiet quitting, you know, this job's not for me and I, I deserve better. Um, but a lot of people, I mean, you do have to pay your dues. And I think, you know, with some age, you, you kind of know that. And a lot of people, you know, they pay their dues and they don't wait around to cash in. Right. And they jump and jump and jump. And sometimes getting to be the best at something just takes more reps and a long time. Um, and so I reminded them, like, for me, you know, things are, I, I think, going well now. Um, but I did You're the doing same. All right. But I did the same job in the same office, in the same position with very little uh, raises uh, for about 10 years um, and, and paid my dues, right? And spent a lot of time learning and just doing things over and over and over. And some days, you know, at year eight and year nine, I was thinking, you know, is this really, is this going to work out for me? And, yeah. you know, and, and you kind of get to that point where, okay, Hey, you know, I've de developed enough knowledge and enough respect from peers and, and, you know, the folks that I've been working with that now I'm starting to kind of reap the benefits of all those seeds, you know, I, I sowed early on. So I think for Gen Z people who, I mean, I see that resume after resume of just people moving and around and sometimes it just takes a little bit of time. It takes time. And I liked what you said too about, you know, cause you, and I think all of us, maybe we don't like to admit it. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I, constantly in my head was that the right thing Did we talk about the right you know am i doing this right are we doing okay despite because i won't look at everything in my life whether it's personally or professionally everything that says yeah you're doing you know you're doing all right still trying to find you know the nothing negative but and i don't know if it's demanding that we do better or thinking i'm just not doing a good enough job you know what i mean and we get in that self-doubt and i will tell you as a 51 year old dude those period if you're younger and you're trying to figure out things professionally or i think it's yeah it's natural you're going to get in your head sometimes but if you really believe in what you're doing just keep keep doing it keep doing it keep doing it yeah we talked a lot about confidence and i think specifically among young women we see you know sometimes you know an opportunity presents itself and you just don't have the confidence to say yes like for instance when you know, with radio and with some of the other things, it was, you know, it took me a minute to say, you know what, maybe I could do that. Maybe I would be okay at that, right? Um, <laughs> trying something new, right? And sometimes you just have to have a little bit a little bit of confidence, even when you don't feel confident. Fake uh, it till you make it. Right, right. So yeah. I thought it was good. Uh, I just heard it was really good, and, and, and I thought there's some good tidbits of information in there regarding, hey, you know, invest in yourself. And I think the other thing, too, and somebody said this so brilliantly, the the other day, we we always talk about our physical health, whether you go to the gym because you want to keep in fit physical condition, you eat a certain way, you do this.
this. If something hurts, you go to a doctor and get it. And we need to do more of that. Kind of, we think we don't think about our our, our psychological health, our mental health. We don't think of it in physical terms, and we we should be. And I thought that was kind of uh, interesting. Well, and I think relying on the resources that are available to you, Columbia does such a good job with um, promoting you know entrepreneurship and business owners. And I remember. Just five years ago, I said, I don't know anything about QuickBooks. And there was a class up here, and I came and spent all day and learned. So find out what resources are available to you, because you can always uh, learn here locally. As a matter of fact, Gary Plummer, you remember, John, Gary Plummer was just here last week talking about, you talking about uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, the U.S. Census Bureau has information that Jefferson City is one of, when it comes to new business applications, I think it was. Gary Plummer from the Chamber of Commerce says, man, we're, we're just killing, really, in not just Jefferson City, but all of mid-Missouri. Yeah, the, the take on it was that there was a lot of, we were leading the state in business startups to the tune of 30-some percent with Columbia and Springfield second and third. So, interesting. It's good news for us. Coming up five minutes from now, I think maybe we'll peek into the mailbag. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. I get we don't get any letters. So many we get letters. texts, Facebook messages. I'd even read mail from a cow. 874-9390. 874-9390. We're going to open up the Wake Up Mid-Missouri listener mailbag and see what's uh, what's in there. We were talking about Amendment 3, the Missouri... Uh, the Missouri Republican Party Executive Committee passing a recommendation saying you should vote against Amendment 3. And they say it's because law enforcement organizations, drug counselors, so-and-so, uh, they're against it. Uh, and I think so, so they're hearkening back to the to the just whether or not they believe that marijuana is okay. And I will say that, um, you know, people say, well, that marijuana is addictive. And be clear there, uh, marijuana is not physically addictive, uh, a, a doctor will tell you that there's no physical withdrawal from marijuana. There's a psychological thing. There's a psychological component to it. So people think, well, it's not. It is addictive because I know people who uh, need it, and that's some of the messages we're getting today in the mailbag. Uh, it's not physically addictive. It's not like, for example, uh, a pain med or alcohol where alcohol is physically addictive. Marijuana is not physically addictive. And by the way, this is not just stuff that I've read on the internet. I happen to have had a little bit of field research. I have some experience with this topic, which is why I can talk so comfortably and factually about it. Uh, and I also want to mention, too, it's like when we talk about the homelessness, you know, the homelessness in the city of Columbia, they want to you know throw all this money at homelessness and fix the homeless people. They're completely misguided. It just doesn't work that way. Uh, I always feel like I should mention, because I forget sometimes, homelessness amongst families. When you have a family unit that is homeless, uh, that is a very, very different take. And yeah, marijuana for kids. I don't think kids should be doing marijuana uh any anybody else see anything interesting in the uh the mailbag this morning at 874-9390 874-9390 i had one that uh, came in and when we were talking about the jefferson city leading the state of missouri with new business applications had a question from a listener who said i'd like to see some numbers on how many of those were still in business whatever a year or so later and quoted a couple of businesses that had moved out of, well, Jefferson City in this case. That's interesting. I mean, we check up and down the road at least and see how successful the, the new startups were in staying started up. And then where did they, if it's been in the past year, was a lot of that 
were we able to increase the number of new business applications because let's say somebody got a chunk of COVID money? Oh, I'm going to go and start a business. Good so, point. So we look good on the front end. How many of those are still uh, still around? Um, but still, all the other cities in the state they had the same advantages that the people, for example, here in Mid Missouri cities did. And same disadvantages with the pandemic. <laughs> same disadvantages. Uh, with the uh, with the pandemic and the way that local elected politicians reacted to it, you seeing anything interesting? Anything else interesting in there? Okay. Well, so listener Nathan, he texted us and he kind of helps us keep track of the honor flight, the Central Missouri honor flight. Um, and he let us know this morning that flight sixty five has landed this morning in D.C. How cool is that? As a matter of fact, I happen to run into Sharon Paulsell. Sharon Paulsell over the weekend. As a matter of fact, I'm in, an, in this uh, aisle uh, at a grocery store, and there's Caleb Rodden's mom. Saturday, Caleb Rodden's 40th birthday. Do I dare ask what aisle of the grocery store you were in? Frozen soup foods. Aisle. <laughs> the soup aisle. I was looking for <laughs> cans of progressive soup. Uh and so there I'm chatting with Caleb Rodden's mom, or one of our local state senators, and Sharon Paulsell, one of the founders of the Central Missouri Honor Flight, talking with much anticipation about today's flight, last one of the year. And I think it's the 66th Honor Flight, 66th, is that what, uh, what we're hearing? Was it? Nathan said 65. 65. 65 times. Can I guess that this is not the grocery store with all the mask-wearing people no it was not the grocery <laughs> store we're all that would be the schnooks at stadium and forum the wokest grocery store i think in all of mid-missouri coming up john and uh john and brian going to get you updated on the latest info that we have from that wooldridge 